Hello and welcome to another Big Finish podcast. Yes, you can't just see, we're just having a discussion about the Big Finish competition music. Is, does everyone here like the Big Finish competition music? Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to. Because one of our contributors, Joseph Lidster, <laughs> absolutely hates it. Yeah. Mm? He's not here today. He's not here today, yeah, so... Uh, we can, we can now be playing it, it by the miracle of post-production <laughs> underneath this bit of me speaking now. Oh, don't we love it? Oh. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm misleading you because there isn't a competition. No, there isn't. Maybe we could run something. I don't know. How it's too, we, do we it? can't. We can't do it now, Joe. It's too oh, complicated. Give, give but, up, but I admire your optimism <laughs> and can-do spirit. Well, that's all I'm good for. Yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, uh, Joseph Smith is here and, and me, Nick Briggs, just in case you've, you're hearing this podcast for the first time and don't know anything about Big Finish. We love stories. <laughs> Could you all just now list everything we do? Go. Doctor Who. Lake Seven. Musicals, they're saying, because uh, we're at Big Finish Day 8 still. Yes, for you, this is going on for weeks. Um, <laughs> just feels like that to the rest of us. Uh, and uh, I've been um, really uh, heckled by a bunch, bunch of uh, musicals fans. <laughs> when I say a bunch, I just mean you, basically. <laughs> Sonia, yeah, it was Sonia. She, lo- she loves musicals. No, actually, all of you do, don't you? Yes. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, what, in the last podcast, uh, Joseph Smith uh, asked, um, offered us his sort of, sort of favourite three big finish things or things you were sort of you decided today that yeah. you like the best. It'll change today. tomorrow. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I've been stocking them all day. So. Yeah, yes, of course you've been out there doing the hard sell. Um, so I'd like to, any one of you would like to come forward and tell us about your three things? No? No? Yeah. Well, it's you two. So you first, sir. Come scuffing forward. Just come and sit here and we'll we'll turn this microphone around for you and then Joe and I will share this one. Next time. <laughs> you're, you're back on mic. Oh, sweet. So first of all, what's yes. your name? My name's Ian Ailiff, and I'm from Redditch. Oh yeah, we've had lots of emails from you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one or two. <laughs> so, tell us, what's the first of the three that you're going to pick? Well, the first of my three is from the Unbound series, and it's Masters of War, with uh, David Warner and Nicholas Courtney. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. It's one of the most cinematic things I've ever heard. It feels like it's, it's in panoramic view in front of you. Huge story. And... Um, I don't know. It just it just captured a a feeling that um, it's very difficult to explain it. But it was just this enormous story, and of the entire Unbound range, and it it just, it felt like Doctor Who writ large. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. does that make sense? That does. Absolutely. That exactly yeah. conjures yeah. up a yeah. Well, well, hmm? well, no, don't, don't let me interrupt you. You're going to say something else nice. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, it's it's. I mean, it's an interesting take on the story as well of of looking at the whole history of the Daleks in a rather skewed sense and taking their sense of superiority and doing it in a different way. Instead of them being we're superior, nothing else needs it deserves to live. We're superior. We have to control everything. And I felt that um, David Warner as the 
sort of alternative third doctor and Nicholas Courtney as the brigadier. They were just fantastic characters in that and I really, really loved it. Any idea where we might be? I couldn't get a clear reading. It does look a little familiar though. Look at the buildings. That's battle damage. Where did you come from? Well, I'm from Earth. And I'm not. What are you doing here? We're travellers. Identify yourself and justify your presence, or you will be exterminated! Will you help us? Arm everybody you can. Find anywhere that's clear of Daleks and hold it. We're going to take back the city? Piece by piece. Let's give them multiple targets on the ground. Crisscross this alley when they turn into it and instruct your people to concentrate their fire on one of them. This Dalek must be destroyed! I cannot permit this! It cannot be Davros! I can't believe they're squabbling and fighting each other like this. Forward defense outpost destroyed. 23 Daleks dead. What's that? Some kind of spaceship. Now who on earth's that? Scaro will be turned inside out when we have finished with it. They are the Quatch. They are in opposition to both Daleks and Thals. A good start might be to forge an alliance with the Daleks. That is impossible. Well, maybe it is, but we're still giving it a whirl. They're coming in fast, Alistair. I know. The other two sources are going to take them on. We're taking the scenic route to the Dalek City. We're relying on updates from you to time the train's arrival. We'll keep you posted as far as we can. We are not prepared. The civil conflict must cease or we will be defeated. Who are you? I'm the Doctor. Okay, brilliant. Good. On to your next one. My next one is actually just, it's the final episode of um, the, the story ID. There was, the last story in that was this, this single episode story called Urgent Calls. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just a series of random telephone conversations between Tom Baker and a lady whose name I can Colin call. Baker. Colin Baker. Colin Baker, sorry. Luckily, he's not here. <laughs> Better well, write a strongly worded letter. That's, 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 that's all right. We'll sort that all out in the editing later on. It went so well in rehearsal. Um, but uh, I just, I mean, that story with just those series of conversations and because, I mean, was it 25 minutes? And, it was, yeah, yeah. And the characters changed and developed in that time, including the character of the Doctor. And he went from being this somewhat impersonal character to actually really caring about somebody he'd only ever spoken to on the telephone. And I didn't, that one, that one just had a really, really, it just, it felt a really warm episode, if you see what I mean. It was part of a sort of experimentation I did when I became exec producer that I wanted, um, I had a feeling that the stories were all feeling a bit too long. Yeah. So I wanted to sort of, uh, which I wasn't entirely right about, but you can sort of see where I was coming from because some of those, sing some of the episodes were running to like 45 minutes when they should have been 25, which yeah. was quite problematic for fitting them on the CD for starters. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to see if we could tell shorter stories. And so, uh, you know, to do a three-parter and a, and a one-parter and break it up like that. But uh, And the one-parters were part of a thing called the um, the virus strain, was that what that, it was That's called? it, yes. It was in, it was leading to the virus storyline. That's right. Lines. I was yeah. kind of trying to sow seeds for that, which was... Yeah. Um, 
And it really, I, I felt that it really, really worked well. I mean, ID itself was a very strong story, but then to have Urgent Calls on the end, which was a, a very different story, you suddenly went from this, from this sort of big, sort of combaty, fighty type story to this really intimate story, and it, it just, it worked. It just really worked well. We found that people either liked the three-parter or the one-parter, but they never liked both. I mean, that's an over-exaggeration, right. but that's simplification. I actually. liked both. It's yes. you! <laughs> well, we better have a, a clip from Urgent Calls. Mum, pick it up. <sighs> hello? Oh, hello. Uh, who is this? Uh, well, this is the doctor. You don't sound like you're at my mother's house. No, I'm not. I'm in a telephone box. Oh, sorry. I, I must have called a wrong number. That's strange. A wrong number just called me half an hour ago. You'll say you're in a phone box. What? <laughs> What made you pick it up? Well, I just walked past, the phone rang, there was nobody around, and I was rather intrigued. Don't you get much intrigue in your life? No, on the contrary, rather too much at times. Hold on, D did you say you're a doctor? Ah, uh, uh, yes, but, but I'm, I'm not really... Maybe you can help. I'm feeling rather unwell. I, I was trying to ring my mother to ask her advice. Oh, well, I'm not it's just sure. I feel awfully queasy. I can't keep anything down. I've had a headache all day. Really bad. I mean, I've had to come home from work. Oh, that just sounds like some kind of... And this is the really odd part. The skin around my fingernails is all broken and bleeding. Fingernails? Yes. When did this start? Uh, this morning. Then you've got to hurry. There may not be much time. Very good. OK, on to your okay. third choice. My third choice is going back quite a long way. Um, it's from the 2000 AD range, and it's called Fire From Heaven. Ah. It's a strontium dog story. And it's, it's my go-to story if I'm feeling down, because it's guaranteed to cheer me up. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. And, I mean, this has Simon Pegg playing um, Johnny Alpha, the eponymous strontium dog. Um, and having read the comics when I was little, because I'm old enough to have read them the first time around, I mean, it was just, it, it caught the atmosphere of the comics absolutely perfectly. Um, so Simon Pegg played Johnny Alpha correctly because he played him as utterly serious. The comedy went on around him, almost in spite of him. Yes. Yeah. And um, it was just, I mean, it's just one of, the most, one of the most funniest things I've ever listened to. And so that's the one which I, Always go back. I'm going to load that into the iPod again. And I'm going to listen to that as I'm going back to working because I've, I've had a grotty day. So I'm going to pop Strontium Dog back on again and listen to that one. And it's just utterly funny and utterly brilliant. I must say that I agree with you that the Strontium that we just did two Strontium Dog yeah. adventures, Strontium Dogs adventures, is, um, and they are two of my favourite things that Big Finish has ever yeah. done. What happened? Fire from Heaven. What's the story of that one? Is that that wasn't where I was playing the religious maniac, was it? I believe so. There was a religious maniac who was running a religious. It, it was a religious thing. Stroke. Ski. I mean, there was some people on one world and people on another world. And the people on one world were it's like a giant university. 
Yes. Yes, that's right. And they were going to tell me. And I was doing that sort of voice, wasn't that? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Let me hear you say, yeah. That's why I did a lot of that. Yeah. That was, and uh, I mean, yes. And you had that, um, and uh, Wolster and Hammer. Yeah. And the, the constant Viking references to, to cucumbers, uh, midden face McNulty. Yes. And of course, the Gronk. Oh, the Gronk. The Gronk, yes. yes. Push the button, push the button, push the button. <laughs> Zoom, off they go. Have the rest of you ever heard any of this? You might, you honestly. Are they, is they, it not available I think, now? I think they, you can still get age drunk in dog. Okay. Um, we should find a way of getting back to people because yeah. I love to. What, as a download? As anyway, just yeah. throw them Absolutely, yes. Start, but, you know. Yeah. Well worth listening yeah. to. Yeah. I, in the first one I played, it's, it's all about me, darling. <laughs> <laughs> in the first one I played Six Quid. Yes. yes, that's right. Yes, ink all over the place. Oh, I mean the post-production and theme and everything yeah. was superb on it. And Simon Pegg, uh, he was—it uh, was quite difficult for him to manage to come and do it because he was doing this little thing called Shaun of the Dead at the time. <laughs> we said, well, his agent said, "Oh, he's doing a zombie movie." And we thought, "What? What's he doing a zombie movie for?" Shaun of the Dead, brilliant. Anyway, he was superb. Let's have a clip from it. Scanning Johnny Alpha. Occupation search destroy agent license to carry firearms. This I am liking. No time wasted in the passport control. Yeah, Wolf. The whole planet is tooled up with retinal scans now. I don't think it'll catch on. Why is that? Because everyone should break the law once just to try it for size. If the cops have got your eyeballs on file already, well, they've got you by the balls again. Scanning Gronk, one of several million identical Gronks. Mostly harmless. Proceed. Fuck did you hear that? What? I knew it. Not even the Yimmybot can tell Gronks apart. Bygones, Johnny. Come on. Who cares if it's a Gronk or the Gronk? It's still on her side. Johnny, if the whole planet has their eyes in the computer memory... Then all we have to do to find Oswald Mager is ask. That's what I'm counting on. Excuse me? Are you all the guys from the shuttle, right? Snack off. I just quit. Get your own peanuts. Where did you get those Strontium dog costumes from? Costumes. Oh, they are so cool, guy. <laughs> I'd love to wear one to the graduation. What is he meaning, costume? Listen, Snack, wait, take a hike before I... The name's Barley. I'm a student here at GGX. What is GGX? The uni, Galactic Geographic Xenographic. Good, then maybe you can help us. Well, if you tell me where you got the costumes from... I'm only going to say this once. They're not costumes. We are really bounty hunters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. We've got it anywhere. <laughs> no, it's on the shelf, isn't it? Oh no, I, 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 it's on my shelf, isn't it? Bring it in. That, bring it in, and we'll keep you can, it. You can borrow mine if you like. There's that. There's that list that you wrote for me. We need to sort this. Yeah. My friend congratulated me on how good my six-year-old's six-year-old son's writing was. But it was his writing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Sorry, I don't know why I even said that. That's it's really so unfair. True. It's so true. It is true. Too. Anyway, thank you very much. A big round of applause, please. Well, we'll move on to another podcast now here in the real world. But for now, we'll say goodbye. We'll be back with another podcast uh, at some point in the very near future where somebody else will be giving their top three big finish stories, all the ones they're thinking about. So could I say goodbye to you, Joe? Goodbye to you, Joe. <laughs> well, no, you're saying sense. it now. Uh, who, well, I didn't let you... We can't do it, can we? We don't know what we're doing. Do what? I don't know. I don't know. Bye. Bye. Prisoner thing. Yeah.